This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 307, submission number 1809, Split Personality. Split Personality aired on the NBC television network from September 28, 1959 to February 5th, 1960, making it the oldest show that we've ever covered. No, Chico. We talked about the James Bond episode of Climax back in 1954, so this is the second oldest. Okay, it's the second oldest. All right, cool. Opening! And now it's time to play Split Personality. Split Personality, this portion brought to you by the National Broadcasting Company and its many, many distinguished sponsors. And now here's the host of Split Personality, Tom Poston. What, I'm on the schedule, guys? Yeah, Tom, you have an episode on the schedule. Oh, I have an episode on the schedule? Oh, no. Yeah, Tom, we're covering uh, Split Personality that you hosted back in 1959. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's going to be one of those f-ing nights, okay? Yeah. But hey, oh I'm going to tell you right now the 1950s was the golden age of the game show until, well, 1959. Thanks, Dan and Wright. We don't talk about 21. No, no, no. Or Dotto. But we did talk about 21, though. We talked about it like in episode 20 back in uh, in January 2020. Yeah, the so million we did talk about office. 21. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we, we did. We didn't talk about that 21, though. No. Well, that one. well we did refer to it. Wait, hold yeah. on. Time out. Did we ever put the 21 Jim Lang pilot on the list? Nope. And I believe we have. I I thought we did. I thought we did. Hmm. No, we didn't. I can put it now. We do have one spot left in pilot month, so. No. No. I'm sorry if my neighbors heard me yell there. No. Please, no. Think of the kids. Think of the dog barking in the background, the neighbor's dog. It's saying, no, no. Why did the dog sound like Tom Poston? <laughs> you turned me into a dog. Oh, no. What? I'm a dog? Oh, no. Retro. Uh-oh. Oh, no. He turned Susan into a dog, too. <laughs> too many dogs. Too many dogs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be that episode. Oh. Hey, it's okay. going to be fun. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about really old game shows that lasted only six months. Like I said, game shows in the 50s, aside from the end of the 50s, they were pretty much trying anything. And some of the most creative formats from radio and television persist to this day. And then you have shows like this. It takes a premise of celebrity quizzes and needlessly complicates it. 
I've got thoughts, but I'll save them until later on in the show. Okay. So here's how we play it. You have to identify a celebrity. You were given clues to sex, height, weight, color of hair, color of eyes, age, place born, number of children, current residence, occupation, and a picture of their spouse. Basically, any pertinent information about the person, even stuff like employer or famous co-star or something like that. But yeah, a whole bunch of pertinent information. Yeah, but the thing of it is, Tom Poston didn't give you the clues. You didn't ask for the clues. The clues were given by your opponent. And that's probably good because he would have probably Tom Poston given away the clues. <laughs> Who do you think this is, Burt Convy? <laughs> I bet I bet you this is where we play the uh, the montage of Burt Convy giving away the password. Nope. What do you mean I gave the identity away? I didn't mean to say Lucille Ball. Oh no. I think the neighbor's dogs are barking every time I do Tom Poston's voice. Maybe your neighbor's dogs like Tom Poston. Who knows? So the first person to correctly guess the identity of the celebrity in question wins the game, and it takes two games to win the match, and a fabulous prize! Yay! And the winner goes on to the bonus rounds, where they have a chance to win a bonus prize. If they can guess two celebrities by one picture. So, you could have, like, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, theater of the mind here. Imagine for a second you have Tom Poston's head, but, and I'm keeping it to Newhart, Julia Duffy's face. Obviously not talking about Newhart season one. Oh, but no, now that you say that, you brought up something unrelated to any of this stuff that Mm -hmm. I'm really upset about. Greg is saying to say Jeff McNeil just made the most amazing catch of the year right now. He just robbed a three run home run from the Pirates. Oh, they needed to be robbed. Shit. Nah, Will Benson had the, the rob of the year last year, uh, last week against uh, the Twins. But anyhow, so well, of course you'd say that. Uh, <laughs> did you see it? He, oh my gosh. It, wait till you see this catch. Okay, McNeil okay. Made. I, 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 I won't judge until I see it. But anyhow. So, speaking of new hearts, and uh, again, this is going like way off topic. I have a complaint I'd like to register, and this is with the Decades channel, okay? The Decades Network, they are late in the final season of New Heart. Yes. And actually, I believe a week from two, either a week from Monday or a week from Tuesday, they're supposed to air the uh, final episode. Which, if you haven't seen the final episode of New Heart, you're doing yourself an injustice. It's one of the best finales ever. However, taking a look at Decade's schedule, they go immediately from the second to last episode to the first episode of the series. They're skipping the finale. Boo. Thumbs way down. Yeah. I want a copy of that. Yankees thumbs down guy here. Between the three of us, three sets of Yankees thumbs down guys. But yeah. I'm like livid. I want to get a copy of that. Uh, I'm sure you know it's on DVD, and I'm sure if I go on YouTube, I can find it. 
but uh, you know, using my uh, my HD antenna, I wanted to grab it and save it on my my computer that I uh, record shows on. I'm disappointed. I'm sorry, guys. But I just had to get that off my chest since we're talking about New Heart. Okay. But you could also bring up where Stephen Campman and Jennifer Holmes went off to. Probably met Zach Morris and ended up effing killing themselves. Zach Morris is trash. No, I think I saw their pictures on the side of the milk carton. Given what we know about New Heart, that would make the most sense. But anyway, and, 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 and also given it's the 1980s and 19 uh, early 90s, that does make sense too on the side of a milk carton. But anywho, but yeah, that's pretty much the game in a nutshell. And you know, the game itself is simple, and the shows themselves are simple. They straddle from day to day, and yeah, and you know, lather, rinse, repeat for four months. Now, I know you said earlier that, that you thought it was a little convoluted, a little more advanced than um, it needed to be. Yeah, what? I mean, it, it's basically taking 20 questions and literally splitting it into two screens. Uh, okay, I can see that. But here's my take. What it reminded me of the first time I saw it is a very bare-bones version of Double Dare from 1976, where you have these clues, and obviously the opponent is trying to give the harder clues before getting the easier ones. I see a little bit of Double Dare there. Yeah, I see it like the spoiler round in Double Dare. That's what exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah. Okay, okay. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. And also, the bonus round, I'm sorry. I know it's called split personality. I get what they were going after with, uh, you know, uh, taking the personalities and and sort of playing a game where you're trying to give the hardest clues possible. But the bonus round had nothing to do with the game proper. Now you're going from basically identify the mystery guest given these clues to, hey, here's a picture of two celebrities identify both halves of the celebrity and really if they split it vertically and did like the left side and the right side i think that'd make more sense than how they did it where they basically cut it off at the nose so you had like the top part of one person's face you could tell by the eyes chin of somebody else unless they had like a really recognizable facial hair pattern or mustache or something yeah well this that is doesn't, uh... that doesn't help much yeah, well, this is the 50s. This is the before the age of uh, Photoshop. Well, I get that. I mean, also at the same point, you know, we did have a show in the 60s called The Face is Familiar, where that was basically the game, uh, not necessarily with two different people, but they mixed up the facial parts of a famous person. Uh-huh. So this is kind of a progenitor of that, kind of, sort of? And I, now that I say that, I wonder if Bob Stewart might have worked on Split Personality because Bob Stewart did uh, The Face is Familiar. Yeah, uh, I believe um, Bob Stewart would still be working with Goodson Todman, the producers of this show at this time. Oh, and Oh, absolutely, because uh, he created Password and that debuted in 61. So he would have definitely been part of uh, the Goodson Todman family. Yeah, he also created some show called The Price is Right. You may have heard of it. 
Yeah, maybe. Looking, I don't see any references to Bob Stewart on Split Personality, but that certainly doesn't mean that he didn't have a hand in it. It's possible. He, he may have done something with Split Personality, and, uh, and then, again, like five, six years later, made a whole game out of it with the faces familiar. Oh, yeah. More than likely. But I can't talk about this show without talking about the host. Because if you grew up in the age that the three of us grew up in, you probably remember uh, Tom Poston from his many, 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 many game show appearances. And, of course, from Newhart and Future Entry Committed. And also the last three seasons of Family Matters. Well, you don't really have to remember Committed. Let's remember him more as George Utley on Newhart. But hold on a second. We will talk about in this podcast a trilogy of episodes that he was in on Home Improvement as three different characters. Wow! That's right. Three Tom Postons existed on Home Improvement. The night of the Tom Postons or something? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, um, I watched the. There was like one episode on the entire YouTube. He is very much unlike anything he's portrayed on TV in my lifetime. I know he has, like, a lot of polish, and I know he's been on a lot of game shows dating back to the 50s. He is incredibly polished on this show. And the show that is actually on YouTube is an episode that aired as part of Buzzer's Lost and Fun. Or Lost and Found, however you want to play found. that. Or Lost and Found. Yeah. But, but that's I'm, actually... I'm going by what the hashtag was on screen, because they put the hashtag on screen. But yeah, uh, this week we should sort of let the cat out of the bag. The reason we're doing Split Personality and the next episode, episode 308, is because traditionally Buzzer airs the Lost and Found slash Lust and Fun uh, marathon generally around the end of September. And we don't see it at all in September. And I've even taken a look at the first week of October and I don't see it there and it would be a darn shame if Buzzard did not do this, because this is like literally the one marathon every year that I anticipate, because usually, A, they find the good stuff. They found some really good stuff last year and the year before. But also, B, usually when they get a new acquisition, they sort of throw a little lost episode, if you will, into that marathon. Like last year... They had just acquired Few, and they aired both the third pilot of Few, and they aired an episode that hasn't been rerun since Lost and Found last year with a reversal of a gauntlet loss. They looked back, looked at the tape, and they're like, he won. He got it in time. So the fanfare as the episode ends is, hey, you just won $25,000. We made a mistake. Yay. But also, again, some of the episodes that they aired in previous years, specifically last year, show-offs from Christmas in 1975? Who would have ever thought that existed? 
and in such beautiful quality. Yeah, I mean, I, come on, Bobby Vanden, any quality is great. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. We could watch Bobby Vanden anything. Oh, but also Christmas, and I'm a sucker because the Christmas decorations and whatnot. But also, like in previous years, they did TKO. We covered that previously, TKO, the Peter Tamarkin pilot. And they've shown some kind of oddball stuff, like what's going on uh, from even <laughs> earlier in the 50s. And uh, they showed, uh, like... Did the, they show uh, the uh, David Sparks uh, dice game pilot? Oh, a, yeah, they on did. A, on a roll? On a, on a roll, yeah. Oh, oh, on a roll. Oh, my God. Oh, that was horrible. That, that was, was terrible. Horrible. It's like, hey... Let's combine Wheel of Fortune and High Rollers. It'll be fun. And, no, and it, it made zero sense. No, no. it was like, I could tell he was ready to just whatever. But you know what it had? Oh. dice at Mark Goodson. But you know what it had, guys? And twins. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, the twins. Yeah. Hi, we're Linda and Lisa, and we're a pair. With these dice, we're on the air with On A Roll! And here's the star of our show, David Sparks! So yeah, we don't know if Buzzer's doing this again this year, and this would be the eighth year they've done it i think it's eighth year or seventh year i'm pretty sure it's eighth year i blame the new guy because you know between uh last year and this year the uh old guy in charge of buzzer uh sadly passed away yeah we'll definitely cover that in the year-end episode i don't know if necessarily i mean yes there's a new guy but also at the same time there were people who worked at buzzer last year so they know possibly the tradition or I'm sure there's people who've been at buzzer since the beginning seven years ago now who, you know, have uh, been there since day one. Maybe it's just possible they've run out of stuff. I don't know. Also, I just kind of wonder if the way they're programming nowadays with that uh, double play of everything, if uh, they're just yeah. so, so, so they're, committed they're to really, that. They're really trying to, Make that into a thing. They're trying. I'll give you that. It's one of those uh, buzzer. God bless them. They're trying. Well, yeah, they're trying, but also at the same time, there's a reason why I'm down to basically watching an hour every day and not even watching an hour live. It's re recorded footage because the only things I watch are talk about and few from eight to nine in the morning. That's all I care about to be honest. Because chances are, you've seen everything else. More or less, especially when they're doing like super password and classic concentration like four hours a day. Gotta pump the brakes, guys. Yeah, I know that they have the ability to show new episodes, but you've got the Goodson Todman Library. You have everything. Everything. Like you have all the episodes. Yeah. And I mean, even sort of kind of indirectly, you have prices right if you think about it. Yeah, well, you have price well, you have prices right, you show the Cullen version, but yeah, you do kind of indirectly have the Barker version, kind of sorta. But they do have the Barker channel on Pluto. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. 
And also, I should note, the Barker channel I know is also on uh, Freebie, because I've seen it on Freebie. So the Barker yeah. channel is everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, you, you can easily find it. Absolutely. And unfortunately, no. Oh, hey, yay. I'm sorry. And oh, double yay. Holy sh I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing a little search on uh, Buzzer's website about uh, if they, they're going to be running fresh episodes of uh, Few and Talk About. They went back and talk about, they went back to uh, the first episode about a week and a half ago, and it looks like they might be springing forward to 1989, kind of. It says episode uh, 74 airs on the 26th, but it says 88, so that's on 89 copyright date, so that kind of scares me a little bit. But few, they're still showing new episodes, and actually they just showed... Uh, I think it was either yesterday, uh, Thursday, the, the 15th, as uh, we're recording this. Either yesterday or Wednesday, they showed at least one of the Betty White episodes for her 100th birthday celebration. If you didn't catch it. But they're showing new episodes. A few, it looks like, at least next week, starting the, uh, the 19th, uh, and also the week of the 26th. So rejoice. We get to see more new few we're getting really close to the end of the run now we're i think in april of like uh, we're running out of episodes we need to make more episodes somebody call whoever owns the episodes we need more of them bert sugarman well yeah wait he's long since dead not Dennis bert sugarman not, no bert sugarman's alive oh yes we, oh, we just said that it, we just said uh not that long ago that he's married to he's Mary Hart. He's married to Mary Hart, silly. We mentioned that oh. in the famous Teddy Z. Yeah. He's Man, still alive. He, he's only like 80 years old. There's, my, there's so. my goldfish memory again. Yeah, he, he's like, and you got on Jeopardy. Don't give me that crap. That's why he, he finished third on Jeopardy, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Greg said that, not me. But no, we. Uh, I, I think we mentioned at that time, he's like in his early 80s. He's not that... Well, he's old, but he's not like dead. <laughs> he's not like dead. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, oh, hold on. And you might see him like behind home plate at a Dodgers game because I know Mary Hart's a regular at Dodgers Stadium. I know Mary Hart's a big fan of the Dodgers. Where were but, we? I, I I totally forgot uh, where we're at. Yeah, it's like we totally went off the <laughs> we totally went off the rails. That's never happened on this show. No. <laughs> But yeah, Tom Poston was incredibly polished in the one episode on YouTube that I've seen of him. It's like, yes, yes, the game itself was incredibly simplistic, and they were trying to make it into this big, complex thing. But Tom Poston owns the hell out of it. Well, let's remember that Tom Poston, before he hosted Split Personality... He was a man on the street for the Steve Allen show. So he definitely had a, a rapport working with the general public in terms of non-celebrities. It makes sense, though, I mean, if you think about it. So, yeah, I, I'm not surprised he was relaxed at all in this situation. If he was only so relaxed when he had the super match. Huh? What? I'm supposed to write? Yeah, we're getting mileage out of that. That's such a great moment. It really is. 
Thank you again, Buzzer. Thanks for airing Match Game Hollywood Squares. Love you. Now do something about Lost and Found. I have to wonder, uh, because he is very much, very polished on this show, and if you've ever seen Pantomime Quiz, he pulled that off, no problem. But did he ever get, like, another regular game show hosting role? No. So this was it? This is it. I I think he went more towards the acting path than the emceeing path. Yeah, he was. And yeah, over time, he became, you know, as an actor, he became the curmudgeon. (laughs) Time to play. Is this typecast? No. But yeah, George Utley, curmudgeon. Mr. Bickley on Mork and Mindy, curmudgeon. Oh, George Utley is a lovable curmudgeon. And also, he was a bit of a simpleton. I think that adds to his lovable persona on Newhart. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mr. Popper on that one episode of King of the Hill. Animated curmudgeon. But yeah, it's like Tom Poston definitely played against type as the host of this show, and he was really good at it. If I could venture a guess as to why it only lasted for four months, I'm guessing not enough material? Maybe, I don't know. Nah, you know, when you're doing that game, you have plenty of material because basically everything was a famous person. So don't tell me if it lasted 65 episodes that you couldn't find let's say 200 people to write about. Right. Right. So I I don't think you can run out of material and also gosh knows jeopardy for being on close to 40 years at this point, haven't run out of material yet. And they've done how many hundreds of thousands of clues. Yeah. They'll find a way. Plus also, yeah, I don't think you'll have people, two years or three years after a show airs saying, hey, you used, yeah, pick a personality here. You used Eleanor Roosevelt as a subject on this episode back on, uh, you know, uh, January 14th of 1960, for example. Well, they also didn't have Twitter back then, so. (laughs) Are, are Are you saying if Twitter existed in 1960, it would have ruined split personality? Oh, no. Oh, hold on. And something the equivalent of J-Archive didn't exist back then. Well, special shout out to J-Archive. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Now that you say that, we seriously need splitpersonalityarchive.com. Oh, oh, no. No, no, no. We have a hard enough time finding the, uh, the one episode that exists online. Who knows? Maybe all the episodes of Split Personality are in some cave somewhere with the 97 missing episodes of Doctor Who. Maybe. Hmm. Well, maybe it's one of those things that Buzzer or Fremantle, maybe they have it and just don't have a reason to show it. You really don't know. I mean, it is a daytime show on NBC, so it probably did get wiped as did like seemingly everything. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, we have like no daytime prices, right? 
There's like next to no concentration, which ran for what, 15 years or whatever it was. So maybe NBC decided to do, and also I'm even like match game, the match game back in uh, the sixties. And also you don't say great shows, but very little of it exists. Yeah, indeed. Well, I think we only have like, not counting the pilot of the original match game, just two episodes of it from the sixties version. Keep the tapes trading, kids. Yeah, I think all we have is two episodes, and I mean, we do have maybe closer to about a dozen you don't says. You know, they didn't realize back in 1960, 65, that 50 years from then, there'd actually be a market for game show reruns. Nope. I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at the schedule. So am I. That's where I was going to go next. Yep. Looking at the schedule. I think split personality was dead in the water. Uh, yeah, it was on at four thirty in the afternoon, right after the House on High Street. I want to say the highest rated block, theoretically, on the NBC schedule was from eleven to twelve thirty. You had the prices right, concentration, and tic tac doe. Well, let's remember Tic Tac Doe isn't going to be around that long because... Sketchy! Just a little. Yeah. And I put on the schedule for next year all the versions of Tic Tac Doe without Wig Morton Tail. Okay, so we're going to get Jack Berry and the Rapping Dragon. No, no, no. We're also going to get Jim Caldwell. Yes, and his obsession with the red boxes. <laughs> Hey, what does he want with DVDs in kiosks at the gas station? We have to blame Jim Caldwell for freaking that uh, flex play or whatever the hell that thing was where you had to like mail a DVD that disposed in like 24 hours. We got to blame him for that. Yep. I guess we are. Special shout out to the Oddity Archive with the flex play episode. But also, I mean, if you want to throw another name out there, Greg, we could talk about the pilot from last year with Tom Bergeron. Oh, that was such uh, a... I was so sad that did not work out. No. I, I, I know, but at the same time, it really has its own merits that are deserving for this podcast. Oh, Definitely. But yeah, going back to the schedule. Hey, you know, we're talking about this whole schedule thing. Looking at the schedule, it was dead in the water because its competition at 4:30 in the afternoon was we'll do CBS first because this might have the lesser amount of sting. Uh-huh. The Edge of Night. Long-running well, soap opera, but but again, I think the sting is going to be less than what it actually went against on ABC. Oh yeah. The third half hour of American Bandstand. No, you're not beating Dick Clark in 1959. That's like going up against Ryan Seacrest today. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah, and especially because, yeah, not just American Bandstand and Dick Clark, but also, obviously, that's what the kids are watching. The hip kids in the 50s and 60s at that era... We're watching uh, American Bandstand, yeah. Dick Clark's there. 
he's hanging with the kids. He's playing, you know, what this is 59. So he may be doing the big bopper and stuff like that. Buddy Holly. Uh, Buddy Holly. Oh, no, yeah. wait. Buddy Holly and the big bopper were dead by this point. But, but yeah. the, the music lived on, though. That's the point. That, that's where I'm going with, with that. But yeah, split personality is not getting a long run when it's going up against what all the cool kids were watching in 59 and 60. Yeah, so NBC saw the writing on the wall and after 65 episodes, washed their hands of the whole thing. That's about right, isn't it? Yeah. More or less, yeah. But hey, you guys want to see something cool? Okay. Why are you even asking? Show it! Pay close attention, because it's on eBay, and you're about to bid on it. It's uh, time for eBay Prices Right! You found something from this? I did! It's actually pretty cool. It's probably a board game, right? There no, was no, a, there was no there board was, game. No, there, there was no board game released. What? There was, only, there was no board game released. There was no board game released. There was only a really cool NBC picture that I'm showing you. Okay. There it is. What in the... Oh, my God! <laughs> it's Tom Poston as a split personality. Hey, Chico. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say this. I think I've seen the price of this. I'm going to sit out. Greg's going to have to do this by himself. (laughs) Oh, so many comments I could make about this picture, but I'm not. (laughs) It's creepy as hell. I've seen the photo. I have an idea as to the price. I I, I will let Greg play out of fairness. Okay. So this is clock game style. Yep, clock game style. Okay, so let me read the caption here. Split Postonality. Comedian Tom Poston stars as MC of the NBC TV Network's new audience participation show, Split Personality, which starts as a Monday through Friday afternoon series, September 28th. The game is played by two contestants trying to identify a well-known person from different sets of clues that split the personality in two for the purpose of identification. The first player to name the mystery personality in two consecutive games wins valuable prizes. And the opportunity to try for a jackpot prize. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we had mentioned that. I think you said uh, possibly best two out of three wins. Yes. But, but yeah, you have to win two games in a row. So that could technically mean you're going on for days or even longer. Because you got to win two in a row. So if you win game one, they win game two. You win game three. Game four goes the other person. So on and so forth. You could be there a long time. But also, did I hear you right? Did you call it split postonality? Because I'm just thinking, is that like pasta mania back in 1959? Hey, brother, you got to get the split postonality. Oh, no, that's split postonality. <laughs> hold on, guys. You know what? This is the best thing we've ever made out of a mispronounced name ever. It's funny you mentioned the pasta mania because last week, at the Mall of America in Minnesota, they actually had the first wrestling show at the Mall of America since the Monday Nitro premiere. And I so wish 
that at the Mall of America, they had a Pasta Mania pop-up shop during the <laughs> wrestling been, show. That would have been really cool. It was actually a fun show because I ordered it on uh, the Fight TV app. It was twelve ninety nine, and it was fun. It was fun to see wrestling back at the Mall of America again. So I imagine that you were a little kid again, Greg. Uh, I felt like I was eleven years old again. A Pasta Mania pop up shop. That's a deep cut. Get your Hulk ruse, brother. Brother. Anywho, brother. this photo that he's bidding on. Yes, the photo. I'm going to put the clock. At 30 seconds, I have my iPad. Greg, time will start with the first bid. Go! $50. Higher. $60. Higher. $70. Higher. $100. Lower. $90. Lower. $80. Lower. $75. Higher. $76. Higher. $78. Higher. $79. That's it. Seven seconds left. Oh, God, I was scared. Okay, I'll admit, that was not the photo. It was the photo that I've seen on eBay, but it was nowhere near $79. Oh, wow. I- I've seen it for like $25 or seen one for $25. It's- it hasn't sold in years on eBay. Who the heck thinks they're going to make $79 off of this if one for 25 hasn't moved in half a decade? Some nut. I don't know, but I want what he's smoking. Well, uh, some nut could describe like half of eBay sellers because they think their crappy stuff is worth a lot of money because it's 70 years old or 65 years old or 60 years old, whatever. That's crazy. Indeed, it is crazy. But hey, not as crazy as this show, which, like you said, Mike, was dead in the water. And again, Complicating a simple premise. What else can we say except in 1959, split personality together was a thing on TV. But you can listen to us talk about other things on TV, 306 of them, over at ItWasAThingOnTV.com. We have links to all of our socials at ItWasAThingOnTV, except on Facebook, which has a split personality of its own, so it's at it was a thing on TV podcast. And if you're on the YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe to our feed. Hit that notification bell, why don't you? Before Christmas time <laughs> would be helpful. Don't what do I have to do? Put it in the slot. Look at this. Oh, I'm the one you mean. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're the one. Oh, oh Tom. Tom. I don't know how to play the game. You're the one. Holiday for Tom. Tom Poston takes a I was out there speculating on various ones. I got a whole bunch of things. You know, Tom, you have such a goofy look on your face. It looked as if you were thinking. Oh, no. Does that bell sound a little bit neurotic? I think the bell forgot to uh, do the super match. Oh, Oh, no. That's how you do it, by the way. But, yeah, um... Let's talk about what we have coming up on our next episode. Apparently, Bill Todman was saving his worst for last. Could a plush morning time slot save it? Could an experienced host save it? Could comedians playing save it? The answers to all of those are... 
course not. Why else would we be talking about it? Oh, no, no, no! Three no's! I I love you guys. (laughs) But we will be talking about it next time right here on It Was a Thing on TV. For Greg, for Mike, I'm Chico. Thank you so much for listening. Please be kind to each other. And we will see you for the next one. Hold on, Greg. Greg, you played the twins clip in that episode? Yeah. Give me the commissioner of television. I'm ready to play my money in the bank. Oh, God. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. This is brilliant. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, September we stored money in the bank. I forgot to mention this. And Chico, like, forgot it for two weeks because he was waiting for, like, the summer to do it the first week, and he forgot to do it. Okay, Chico, just go ahead and say it. I know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going with this? Yes. And, Mike, I think you're going to like this. We'll find out. Double trouble. Oh, God. That is amazing. Okay. Hey, you know what? I might as well play mine as well because I know what I'm doing. Oh no! Oh, no, no! A double one. Talk about double that. money in the bank. Yeah. Oh god! I Talk don't think this is doubled. This is unprecedented. My god! The time is now, and it is official. Here we go. So I'm sticking in the '80s as well. I'm going a little bit earlier than Double Trouble. We're gonna talk in March about. Madam's Place. Oh, God! What with the, wait, what the hell is with you and Oh, God, no! Why? <laughs> We're talking Why? about Wayland Flowers and Madam, yes. Oh, Why? Mike, if this is terrible, you are barred for one year from Money in the Bank. I'm sorry. At least Greg can appreciate my pick. But seriously... Waylon Flowers and Madam. What else do you need? And there's a Lander sister on there. Oh, wait, there's a Lander sister? There's you a Lander sister. You oh, th- now you're interested. You okay. thought that the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle show was going to be great. No, trust me. I'm pushing in all the chips on Madam's place. You better be right that this is good. You, you better, better be right this time, Mike. <laughs> okay, I, I better have a backup just in place. Can I call up my reserve fish? No? Okay. We're sticking with Madam's Place. Okay. All right. We're Okay, that's the show for Hey, Greg, you want to declare something while we're here? No, I'm going to torture you for like seven <laughs> months. You know I don't play my hand because it's May I do it. So I yep. want to wait and wait and wait. I'm going to be like Austin Theory waiting to cash in. <laughs> are you saying that myself and Chico are just a little eager because we played our cards very uh, shortly after the window yeah, opened? Yeah, you did it like Edge. You can't do that. But but but, but again, we put some thought into it. Double Trouble, you heard me. I clapped at that. But double Trouble brilliant... was good. I agree. Well, no, wait a second. You're making a judgment about Madam's Place. I object. And it's got a Lander sister. Yeah, and? I think that's about all I had going for it. That's the show for real this time. See you next time.